a lot of my identity and self-worth was tied into my career. In fact, too much, way too much uh, was tied into my career, my business card, what I did, how I felt, achievement, all of those very tangible things. And so when the transition happened for me, I was like, oh, I'm just a mom now. Welcome to the Thriving Mother Podcast where we talk about ways to redefine our journey in motherhood and honor the ways to embrace our expanded identity. Each season, we feature inspiring women who are industry leaders, practitioners, mother-led business owners, and visionaries who all have one thing in common— supporting modern women in motherhood as they expand, redefine, and embrace their new identity. I'm your host, motherhood mentor, brand and business coach, and founder of Thrive, Casey James. Let's journey together in reshaping how we show up for ourselves in motherhood, in our everyday life, and honor this version of ourselves. Are you ready? Let's get started. Today's episode, we are talking about ways to shift the narrative and support systems around maternity leave in Canada. I am talking to the co-founders of Matern, who are mothers on a mission. Jen Murda and Sonia Bicogli-Foley created Matern so that more working mothers can continue to advance in their careers and retain positions of leadership with greater support from employers, partners, and like-minded mothers along the way. Their signature program, Matern, is the only comprehensive course of its kind in Canada focused solely on the crucial transition to and from maternity leave and they hope to bring thousands of mothers back to work in a whole new way in the years to come. So let's get into my conversation with Jen and Sonia. Jen and Sonia, welcome to the Thriving Mother podcast. Thank you for having us, Casey. It's lovely to be here. I love your vision behind Matern. Could you share what led you to launching this and perhaps a little bit about what Matern is all about? I think Matern really has come from our collective experiences with maternity leave. And not just that, but we really informed the program with a ton of research. So we spoke to, you know, we did interviews, one-on-one interviews with over 50 mothers. We ran focus groups. We did surveys. We read just about everything there was on the maternity leave experience. And some themes really started to emerge about the challenges that women face as they are building their families and building their careers and really what this pause does to a woman's feeling about her career and whether she can be, you know, still continued to be a leader and a mother. Um, the inspiration for the Matern program, you know, I think sometimes callings can come from a place of particular pain or suffering that you've experienced. Mm -hmm. And I can certainly tell you that I had no idea what I was walking into when I had my first maternity leave. And maternity leave can be a really joyful and incredible experience. But gosh, I wasn't prepared for some of the pain that would come with it too, 
which for me, you know, I was really struggling with a colicky baby, but I was really feeling very, very isolated. And I went through this whole experience of not knowing who I was anymore. And I wasn't prepared for that. You know, I kind of thought maternity leave was going to be like sunshine and rainbows. And you were going to go out for stroller rides and meet up with other moms. And I wasn't expecting (laughs) the onslaught of what I went through in during that uh, year on maternity leave. And I'm sure Sonia can share a little bit more about her experience personally. But it was really inspired and informed from our collective experiences and then further informed by research and uh, how other mothers felt during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, echoing what Jen said, it was a really, really tough transition to maternity leave. I had zero clue as to what would um, happen to me as a person and the transitions that I would go through and the like I had... I had, I just did not have the support or preparation for what was about to transpire during this maternity journey. And yeah, when, when Jen called me about the idea of supporting mothers during maternity leave, um, I couldn't like, it was such an, a quick and immediate yes. And as we got together and started doing all the research and, you know, as Jen said, the, those themes started to emerge. That's when, that's how we started to kind of build the framework of the program and really built a hybrid model that allows for many ways of participation because we know how, you know, intense and and busy of a year it can be. So yeah, happy to share a little bit more about what the Matern program actually is. Um, if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Please. So it's um, Canada's first maternity leave program, supporting mothers throughout their entire maternity leave. And so, like I said, we've developed a, a hybrid model. So the first component is an online program where mothers log in and have access to eight modules that essentially take them from the moment they know they're expecting a child. So whether you're birthing or a non-birthing mother, all the way up until those first two months back at work and included in that are guest expert videos. We have amazing guest experts from all over the world um, that really are part of the program with it and, and sharing their expertise. And the second component is live monthly group coaching sessions to really facilitate raw and honest conversations between mothers to really help moms feel seen, heard and understood. And then we also have, lastly, uh, an online community group. One of the most shocking statistics, I I suppose, out of our survey this year was that less than 1% of mothers felt confident in their return back to work. Mm -hmm. And the most used word to describe maternity leave was isolation. And so we thought, wouldn't it be great if we could build a space where mothers can connect with one another and build that community to really facilitate, you know, connections and new relationships. So it's, it's a hybrid model has three components and really supporting the mother throughout the entire maternity journey. Mm-hmm. Having something like this, it's the first in Canada and building your confidence up. I mean, I know for myself being on maternity leave, I think you're just like completely immersed into like the early months, right? Of baby and all of that. But like both of you have said, there is this 
lack of confidence, I guess, once you move back into or you're starting to think about my maternity leave is going to be ending, you know, how is this all going to look? What is this going to look like when I go back to work full time? You know, am I going to be in the same position or, you know, how am I going to juggle or manage (laughs) being a mom as well as working? And as you were mentioning, both of you, I think at some point that you went through this shift. I think that there is this career or identity shift that happens when you be, you know, when you enter motherhood and we talk a lot about that term matrescence as well, mm. which is the transition into motherhood and there's so many different elements and aspects to matrescence, but one of those I strongly see that as well as this transition into your your career or what 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 does that look like for you moving forward? So can you speak to that a little bit more in terms of based on some of the research that you've had and and the focus groups that you've, you know, heard mothers speak about this, this shift and what does that do for them and how does your program help support them through that transition? Yeah, well, great points. I mean, the research will show the longer the leave, the harder the transition. Mm -hmm. It was why I very purposely took a shorter leave on my second maternity leave because it was uh, such a hard transition back the first time. And, you know, I think this, this, the research also shows that, that the women are having children later and later. Uh, you know, the average age for uh, having a baby in British Columbia is actually the highest in Canada. It's 30. The rest of Canada is 29. So it's not that much lower. But I think at that point, women are, they kind of know who they are. You know, they feel like they know who they are. And for me personally, at that point, I was around that same age and, a lot of my identity and self-worth was tied into my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, too much, way too much uh, was tied into my career, my business card, what I did, how I felt, achievement, all of those very tangible things. And so when the transition happened for me, I was like, oh, I'm just a mom now. Like all these parts of me that had brought so much self-worth were yeah. kind of forgotten a little bit. And that was, you know, personally, that was part part of my huge identity shift. Um, and then, you know, you go through a shift again when you return back. Now you're like, okay, now I have two full-time jobs. Like mm-hmm. how, how does that sort of straddle more about how I identify and, and who I am? Uh, so that was really hard to unpack for me. And no one was really talking about it. My daughter was, my, my daughter's 12 now. No one was really talking about that 12 years ago. I think we're much more open now about mm-hmm. those kinds of shifts. I mean, we have a whole model a whole module in the program dedicated to the identity shift. And we have incredible speakers. Uh, And really like about how do you unpack that mom title to redefine yourself and embrace your expanded identity? Uh, We also talk about clarifying your core values. So we do core values work um, and how that impacts who you are, how you live, how you lead, and really to feel more connected and grounded in yourself, looking at all the ways that you've been valuing, valuing yourself up until now and how to expand your own self-worth um, through different ways of identifying. Sonia, anything else to add there? Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's just so many transitions. And I, I'll, maybe I'll just add one thing, actually, is that it took me almost the entire maternity leave. I took a, a year each for both of my kids. It took me almost, a, the like for the first one especially, it took me almost the whole year to accept 
that I was a mother and that life was very different and that I was different. I had changed. And so just as soon as I accepted that, I was, I was about to go back to work and go through yet again another change where I really questioned if I was doing the right thing for me, for my family, for my baby, for my career, all the things. And so I think it's really normal to have those thoughts and those, the, those feelings of overwhelm and, and guilt and, and shame and anxiety that, you know, we really wanted to normalize those challenges and those, those feelings because a lot of mo- women go through that. Absolutely. Can you share why it is essential that mat leave planning goes beyond time taken and salary top-ups and becomes about career trajectory and building confidence for moms returning to work. Yeah. So it's actually, it was actually interesting in in our survey, um, despite, you know, half of our respondents receiving, uh, claiming that they received financial top-up, that statistic of less than 1% of mothers feeling confident returning back to work spoke volumes, right? Like that says it itself right there that, that the top up is not enough, right? We need, mothers need more support during these many transitions to be able to feel prepared enough to return back to work. And not that it's going to like take it all, like all the challenges away and that it's going to make it a super smooth, you know, journey. But what it will do is it will allow the mother to anticipate some of the challenges. It'll allow the mother to have coping strategies and tools and resources to know how to respond when faced with a call in the middle of the day when you're a week back to work and daycare calls and says your child's sick, you have to come pick them up, right? Mm -hmm. And so not being so surprised by the fact that you might get a phone call every single week during your first couple of months back to work from your child's childcare provider. And so it's really about providing that support throughout the entire journey and to be able to make them feel like they have got a whole community behind them in that transition back to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maternity leave in the years surrounding it represent the single largest point in which women off-ramp from organizations. And uh, that's not always because they're choosing to stay home full-time. You know, a lot of women, even though obviously that is, you know, an incredibly a respectable thing to do and probably the hardest job ever. Women are feeling like they can't do it. And, and there's not a community for them to normalize some of those experiences. And, and I know when I was transitioning back, you know, I was coming back to uh, a man had taken my maternity leave. He was very well liked. He was very good at my job while I was off for a year. Uh, the whole, you know, first six weeks back, I, I was like, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. I, I'm, you know, the inner critic messages were so loud, so loud that I even considered quitting work uh, in the first sort of three months back thinking I wasn't good enough. I wasn't going to be the kind of leader. It would have been really helpful to have a community that could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I felt that way too. It's totally normal. You just have to get through the first 90 days. Like having a 90 day return to work plan would have been great. You know, Matern really helps build inclusive and equitable organizations 
organizational cultures by supporting mothers throughout the maternity leave life cycle and through that transition back to work. And that's why so many organizations are really interested at bringing matern as a benefit uh, within their organizations because they want to attract and retain and grow female talent. You know, there's a massive labor market shortage right now, and we are losing mothers. And the pandemic has really amplified that. So matern really offers organizations a concrete way to support women. And women, when women feel supported and seen and understood, they are absolutely much more likely to stay in, you know, in their careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I appreciate you speaking to that because I think that there, and it's great that you're speaking to some of the reasons why it's not just that you know, women are making a decision to just strictly be, you know, they want to stay at home. There are other reasons behind that. You know, for myself, I think it flexibility was huge. I really needed that flexibility. I needed to know that I was able to, you know, I mean, I was working within an entrepreneurial environment and I really, but I still needed to be able to know that I could potentially pick up my kids from school one day if I needed to, or like be able to work at different hours in the day because before I, you know, perhaps it wasn't like that, but now it is. So it is, you know, maybe you can speak to those, you know, those ideas as well. It's going in once you're finished maternity leave and your priorities perhaps have shifted. So how can you go in and feel confident or work within an organization to be able to adjust to to your role within that organization, but also some of the needs that you may need now as a parent. Yeah. I mean, organizations are changing and the pandemic has forced that, thankfully. Mm-hmm. I think organizations are figuring out if they want to actually attract and retain talent, they're going to need flexible work structures. And if they don't, then they're gonna they're gonna be losing talent. So organizations are really trying to catch up to this now. I think there's also a point in which some of this can be co-created. Uh, I think sometimes a lot of women have a hard time asking for what they want, putting up boundaries, saying, you know, this is what I'm going to need. And that's what we re- really encourage women to do in that 90-day return to work plan. Like, kind of discussing with their supervisor about, you know, how their life has changed, what their needs are now, you know, this is, it might be a bit of a negotiation. And if it's not a negotiation, if the organization is like, nope, these are hours, they're nine to five, you need to be in the office. And if you need to pick up your child because they're sick from daycare, like, sorry. Well, maybe that's not a values aligned organization for you now. So I think it, I think motherhood does bring up that, you know, the core values and what's most important to you now. And then you get to choose, you know, a lot of companies want female talent. Uh, and so I think mothers have a lot more say than they used to. And I think the pandemic has really uh, changed the way that we work, you know, a, and, and not, not just mothers want this, you know, partners and fathers also want this, you know. Um, and so, if, if we're going to change anything, we have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Sonia? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. You you really have to set yourself up for success. No, you know, unfortunately, our, our society is not there yet where, you know, a few months before they, they reach out and ask what you need, what, what accommodations you need. So you really have to ask for that. And like Jen said, that 90 day work plan, um, really helps 
with that preparation. But I also will say that is that we we at Matern we believe that the onus shouldn't just be on mothers and that organizations and people leaders have a significant opportunity to really play here. Um, you know, we all know there's there's maternal bias and it shows up in the workplace, right? And so how do we support people leaders and organizations to really support mothers throughout that maternity leave journey and the return back to work. And so we developed a um, maternity management workshop for people leaders to complement the program, the, the program that the mothers take, so that employers can also support mothers during these this critical time and, you know, set up, set everyone up for success. And this is part of us, you know, really wanting to move the dial like this is the onus should not just be on mothers everyone has a role to play here and the multilateral benefits of supporting issues that affect women truly have a domino effect on everyone including our communities our organizations our families and our economy at the end of the day right we need women and mothers in the workforce to be able to maximize how we play and live in our communities. So, And I think you just spoke a little bit to this, Sonia, but um, perhaps, I mean, you are on a mission to eliminate the motherhood penalty. Could you elaborate more on what additional first steps are in order to do this? Yeah. So part of it is obviously the, the, the support that mothers need. There's a, I don't know if you know, Casey, but there's a, um, you know, obviously there's a motherhood penalty where in Canada, mothers earn 12% less than their uh, childless counterparts. Whereas on the other hand, fathers receive a 6% bonus when they become fathers because they're perceived as more competent. So it's called the fatherhood bonus. And so we have a lot of catching up to do and we there are many pieces to this puzzle and one of them is you know the the lack of access to quality and affordable childcare the other one is you know we need more fathers to take parental leave there are many many pieces to the puzzle but we believe that supporting mothers throughout these many transitions um, throughout the maternity leave will flip the motherhood penalty on its head to create that motherhood opportunity that we are striving for. And so, yeah, that's, that's just one piece. And then the other piece is what I spoke to about, you know, societally, right? We need to rewrite the script of how we perceive and treat mothers, right? You know, the motherhood penalty is, is, not just impacting mothers. It, you know, it discriminates against any women who might be in the childbearing years and people have maternal bias and believe that, oh, well, you know, that person just got married and they might not be able to give this, you know, this project or client their, you know, full hundred percent. So there's a lot of bias that we need to overcome and unlearn in order to really flip that script. Yeah, it's such a big conversation. The mission that you are both on, it's amazing. And, you know, I am in full support of this. I think it's amazing and incredible. And 
when I was in, you know, a full-time position back when I first had my child, these are the things that I felt like I needed. So thank you both for putting this on the table and putting all your efforts and moving forward and driving forward with all of this. It's incredible. Thank you for using your platform to elevate ours, Casey, and for all the work that you do to support mothers. Oh, absolutely. I have one last question for both of you. Something that's around more of you, both of you in, on your motherhood journey. So Jen, I'll start with you. What has surprised you the most about yourself so far in your motherhood journey? Well, I think motherhood has been, I think it's really made me more of who I am. <laughs> uh, it continues to expand me uh, in ways. And I mean, there's, gosh, there's so much research that shows that mothers are better leaders because of what we learn <laughs> as mm -hmm. becoming mothers. And, and to be honest with you, motherhood has been a healing journey for me because I feel that, you know, my daughter is now 12. There's research that shows sometimes things come up for you when you're that you recall from the same ages that your kids are at the time. So, you know, I've been really doing some of my own healing work from some big and small T trauma uh, from when I was younger. Uh, and that's really followed my daughters. You know, I, I've kind of realized, oh, wow, I... I was going through this when I was your age. Whoa, I can't imagine you going through that. Like that would have been so hard. So I think motherhood has been a real healing journey for me. And that's been a surprise. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Sonia, how about you? What has surprised you the most about yourself? Oh, so many things. But I will share, I think what stands out to me is that, um, and what surprised me the most about myself in my motherhood journey is that there's this like extra fire inside me ever since I became a mother. And that fire has really made me really focused and clear that I am here once and I have to use my time in a way that really serves me and in a way that really has an impact on others. And so I've always had, I've always been driven towards, you know, working on impact issues through all the various jobs I've had. But having children really made me want to even have it have a bigger impact because I know that my kids will grow up in this world and that they're watching me and I want to be a better person because of them. So I know it kind of sounds, um, you know, a little bit really broad, but that's like that fire is still in me and has led me to maternity as well. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, just a bigger, greater desire to have an impact. Mm -hmm. Thank you both so much for coming on and joining me today and bringing your wisdom and your insights to all of this. I very much value this conversation. So thank you. Thank you, Casey. And could you please share where our listeners can find you if they are wanting to learn more about the program? Where can they go? Yeah, they can go to our website, matern.com, and that's M-A-T-U-R-N. Uh, we're also really active on social media, at Matern Canada, 
on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. And Sonia and I are also very active personally on LinkedIn and we're more than happy to connect there as well. Amazing. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Casey. Thank you for listening today. I really hope this brought new insights and value for you. Your support is welcomed and very much appreciated. By just taking two minutes, you can simply subscribe, rate, and review, which will then give others the opportunity to be part of the conversation. For more inspiring content, you can follow us at Thrive underscore Living, T-H-R-Y-V-E underscore Living. My DMs are always open. I love connecting with the community, whether it's just to say hi or if you needed any form of support in motherhood or business, I'm here. Until next time.